Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. They said, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. He has thrown the horse and its rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. He threw Pharaoh's chariots and his army into the sea. The elite of his officers were drowned in the Red Sea. The floods covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. Lord, your right hand is glorious in power. Lord, your right hand shattered the enemy you overthrew your adversaries by your great majesty you unleashed your burning wrath it consumed them like stubble the waters heaped up at the blast of your nostrils the current stood firm like a dam The watery depths congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire will be gratified at their expense. I will draw my sword, my hand will destroy them. But you blew your breath, and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Lord, who is like you? Lord, who? Who? Who is like you among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness? revered with praises, performing wonders. You stretched out your right hand, and the earth swallowed them. You will lead the people. You have redeemed with your faithful love. You will guide them to your holy dwelling with your strength. When the peoples hear, they will shudder, anguish, will seize the inhabitants of Philistia. Then the chiefs of Edom will be terrified. Trembling will seize the leaders of Moab. The inhabitants of Canaan will panic, and terror and dread will fall on them. They will be as still as a stone because of your powerful arm and your people, until your people pass by. Lord, 
until the people whom you purchased pass by. You will bring <coughs> you will bring them in and plant them on the mountain of your possession. Lord, you have prepared the place for your dwelling. Lord, your hands have established the sanctuary. The Lord will reign forever and ever. When Pharaoh's horses with his chariots and horsemen went into the sea, the Lord brought the waters back over them. But the Israelites walked through the land, walked through the sea on dry dry ground. Then Miriam, the prophetess, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women followed her with their tambourines and danced. Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. He has thrown the horse and its rider into the sea. Then Moses led on from the Red Sea, and they went out to the wilderness of Shur. They journeyed for three days in the wilderness without finding water. They came to Marah, but they could not drink the water at Marah because it was bitter. That is why it was named Marah. The people grumbled to Moses, What are we going to drink? So... So he cried out to the Lord. And the Lord showed him a tree when he threw it into the water. The water became drinkable. He made a statute and ordinance for them at Marah, and he tested them there. He said, if you will carefully obey the Lord your God, do what is right in his eyes, pay attention to his commands, and keep all his statutes, I will not inflict any illness on you that I inflicted on the Egyptians." Then they came to Elim, where there were twelve springs of water and seventy date palms, and they camped there by the waters. Luke chapter 18. The Gospel according to Luke chapter 18. He then told them a parable on the need for them to pray always and not become discouraged. 
There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect man. And a widow in that town kept coming to him, saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he was unwilling, but later he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or respect man, yet because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice. So she doesn't wear me out by her persistent coming. Then the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay to help them? I tell you that he will swiftly grant them justice. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find that faith on the earth? He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and looked down on everyone else. Two men went up to the temple complex to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee took his stand and was praying like this. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, greedy, unrighteous, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even raise his eyes to heaven but kept striking his chest and saying, God, turn your wrath from me, a sinner. I tell you, this one went down to his house justified. Rather than the other, because everyone who exalts himself will be humbled But the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Some people were even bringing infants to him so he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. Jesus, however, invited them, let the little children come to me and don't stop them. Because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these, I assure you, whoever does not welcome the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. A ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. No one is good but one. God, you know the commandments. 
Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. I have kept all these from my youth, he said. When Jesus heard this, he told him, You still lack one thing. Sell all you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. After he heard this, he became extremely sad because... He was very rich. Seeing that he became sad, Jesus said, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this asked, Then who can be saved. He replied, what is impossible with men is possible with God. Then Peter said, look, we have left what we had look, we have left what we had and followed you. So he said to them, I assure you, there is no one who has left a house, wife or brothers, parents or children, because of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times more at this time, and eternal life in the age to come. Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Listen, we are going up to Jerusalem. Everything that is written through the prophets about the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be handed over to the Gentiles. He will be mocked, insulted, spit on. And after they flog him, they will kill him and he will rise and he will rise on the third day they understood none of these things this saying was hidden from them and they did not grasp what was said As he drew near Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the road begging, hearing a crowd passing by. He inquired what this meant. Jesus, the Nazarene, is passing by, they told him. So he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. 
Then those in front of him told him to keep quiet, but he kept crying out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and commanded that he brought that he be brought to him. When he drew near, he asked him, what, what, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. Receive your sight, Jesus told him. Your faith has healed you. Instantly he could see. And he began to follow him, glorifying God. All the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Job chapter 33. But now, Job, pay attention. Job chapter 33. But now, Job, pay attention to my speech and listen to my words. I am going to open my mouth. My tongue will form words on my palate. My words come from my upright heart. And my lips speak with sincerity what they know. The Spirit of God has made me. And the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Refute me if you can. Prepare your case against me. Take your stand. I am just like you before God. I was also pinched off from a piece of clay. Fear of me should not terrify you. The pressure I exert against you will be light. Surely you have spoken in my hearing, and I have heard these very words. I am pure, without transgression. I am clean and have no guilt. But he finds reasons to oppose me. He regards me as my, he regards me as his enemy. He puts my feet in the stocks. He stands watch over all my paths. But I tell you that you are wrong in this matter. Since God is greater than man, why do you take him to court for not answering anything a person asks? For God speaks time and again, but a person may not notice it.
in a dream a vision in the night when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber on their beds he uncovers their ears at that time and terrifies them with warnings in order to turn a person from his actions and suppress his pride God spares his soul from the pit God has life from crossing the river of death a person may be disciplined on his bed with pain and constant distress in his bones so that he detests bread and his soul despises his favorite food. His flesh wastes away to nothing and his unseen bones stick out. He draws near to the pit and his life to the executioners. If there is an angel on his side, one mediator out of a thousand to tell a person what is right for him and to be gracious to him and say, spare him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. Then his flesh will be healthier than in his youth, and he will return to the days of his youthful vigor. He will pray to God, and God will delight in him. That man will see his face with a shout of joy. And God will restore his righteousness to him. He will look at men and say, I have sinned and perverted what was right, yet I did not get what I deserved. He redeemed my soul from going down to the pit, and I will continue to see the light. God certainly does all these things two or three times to a man in order to turn him back from the pit so he may shine with the light of life. Pay attention, Job, and listen to me. Be quiet and I will speak. But if you have something to say, Answered me. Speak, for I would like to justify you. If not, then listen to me. Be quiet, and I will teach you wisdom. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Are we beginning to commend 
ourselves again? Or do we, like some letters of recommendation to you or from you, you yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, recognized and read by everyone. It is clear that you are Christ's letter produced by us, not written with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on stone tables, but on tablets that are hearts of flesh. We have this kind of confidence toward God, toward God through Christ. It is not that we are competent in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our competence is from God. He has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit produces life. Now, if the ministry of death chiseled in letters on stones came with glory so that the Israelites were not able to look directly at Moses. Moses' face, because of the glory from his face, a fading glory, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness overflows with even more glory. In fact, what had been glorious is not glorious now by comparison because of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was fading away was glorious, what endures will be even more more glorious. Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness. We are not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face so that the Israelites could not stare at the end of what was fading away but their minds were closed. For to this day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains. It is not lifted because it is set aside only in Christ. Even to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But whenever a person turns to the Lord,
the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We all, with unveiled faces, are looking as through a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the Spirit. 